It is 7.05 on your Wednesday evening, and this, the Employment Hour, is back. As always, taking your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640. On cell phone, employment laws, severance, layoffs, temporary layoffs, working notice, all that stuff we talk about on the show. You have it sitting in front of you. Questions, concerns, queries, we will answer them. Oh, Lior will answer them. I simply press buttons, but we always start every show Brother, with week that was, how was it? Good, John. And you do a lot more than press buttons. Come on, you're not giving yourself enough credit, John. Sure. Sure. I press the buttons off as well. <laughs> That's right, you see? <laughs> yeah, so we're happy to be back. Employment law is what we talk about, and we always like to talk about a couple of situations that I uh, addressed this week. Uh, these situations, John, involve people that had contacted me a while ago, uh, and both of them received nothing, no entitlements when they left their company. Uh, and th- both their cases resolved over the past week since uh, our last show. So I wanted to tell you a bit about those. Uh, the first one involved a gentleman that had worked, uh, again, in, in an office environment. Uh, and what happened over the past few months, his employer got this new shiny piece of technology, I guess, that allowed them to monitor uh, employee computer use. So what to, to monitor what employees are doing on, on the computer during working hours. And what they found out, that this gentleman, the one they call me, spent an excessive amount of time doing personal stuff on work computers, you know, Google, mm-hmm. shopping, yep. uh, you know, booking his vacations, what have you. Uh, well, guess what? Uh, they, as soon as they found that out, they went back and they saw that he was doing that regularly. They let him go. They said, we're letting you go for cause, all right? Because you're not allowed to do that. You're spending time instead of working. So we're going to let you go for cause. And therefore, we're not going to pay you anything. Yep. So he contacted me, and uh, I got involved, and we resolved the matter this week, and he got paid his full severance. And the reason for that is that was not cause. Why wasn't it cause? Well, first of all, this company did not have any policies in place, any written policies about computer use. So that's not, that it's not a situation where he, well, he was told, he was warned. The other thing is, if this is really a one-time offense, they now found out he was doing something wrong, he was owed some other discipline. Sure. A warning, maybe a suspension, maybe. Uh, they can't say, well, we found out now you've done something wrong, therefore we're letting you go for cause. So I'm not saying that he didn't do something wrong. Of course he did, but it did not rise to the level of cause uh, because it was really a, a, a very unique situation where there's no policy, there's no uh, prior warnings. So he got his full full severance. And again, he was very happy because before he contacted me, he had received nothing. And as you say, they pull the trigger too often. That's the term you use. And there way you are, too soon, right? way too often. They really should have built up a case potentially if they wanted to let him go for cause. You can't just let someone go for cause because they've done something wrong. It's much more difficult than that. Okay. The second situation, very different. A lady contacted me. She had worked uh, in a marketing position for a few years. And earlier this year, unfortunately, she got into a car accident and, and banged up her back pretty badly. She was off work for a while, and then finally her doctor cleared her to return to work, but wanted her to start by working from home initially and then building up a day, sure. two, three, four, five, because she was taking the GO Transit into work, so the commute to work would have been difficult on her back. So really it was a gradual thing. Let's start with one day and then go from there. Uh, and her employer wouldn't hear any of it. No, you can only come back if you can work five days in the office. And there's no discussion. There's no debate. Now, this was exactly the type of job that she could do from uh, from home. She's in a marketing position. She's not, you know, assembling things. So uh, there was really no reason. Now, by doing that, the employer uh, breached uh, her rights under the Human Rights Code. She has a right to be accommodated. Yes. That accommodation includes changing her hours or allowing her to work from home. 
And by doing that, they've effectively also terminated her employment. They've constructively dismissed her. So that's something the employer was not allowed to do. They had to accommodate her. So we resolved it this week. We got her a significant amount of compensation, especially in light of the human rights violation. Uh, she was obviously very happy. She's still upset about what happened, but she got a fair amount of compensation and employers really should know better. You have to accommodate an employee's limitations when they come back from a disability. Can the damages under the uh, human rights violation, can they equal or sometimes surpass the severance or it's not that much? Yes, depending on the factors, it absolutely can. Uh, in this case, uh, they did not because her severance was significant, but those damages were significant as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Before we take our first break, we'll get to uh, Bill and Ajax. Good evening, Bill. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm following up with a correspondence I had with Leora via email. Um, I, I need to claim um, pay in lieu of notice. I was given one day notice after three years of service with a company under a contract. Uh, I know I'm not entitled to any other severance and whatever, but is there any way I can do that without using an attorney because the amount of money that is at stake is not significant? So what do you say is owed to you? Three weeks. Three weeks, that's pursuant to the contract? That's Well, three weeks is the standard amount of money that I would say that you're allowed to claim pay in lieu of notice after three years' service. Oh, no, that's not even close, uh, Bill. Not not even close. Nope. Unless you have a contract that limits yeah, you to it that. Does. It does. Okay, if the contract limits you and that, that and it's properly drafted, if that's the case, and you're owed three weeks' pay under the contract, uh, if you don't want to work with the lawyer, the only thing you can do... Uh, other than negotiate with the company. If they want to negotiate, you have to file a small claims action, uh, I guess, yourself. Uh, you know, I, I generally don't recommend that. They're rarely successful because the company is going to retain a lawyer to respond to that, uh, and you're at a disadvantage. But if you're not going to work with the lawyer, either than negotiating directly with the company, your only recourse is to file a small claims action. We'll take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. would love to hear your phone calls on the employment hour. In the meantime, 416-216-5900 is Lior's direct number and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio AM 640. 7.15 on your radio. Going to get your phone calls here. 416-870-6400, star 640. On sale, we'll get to uh, being fired without realizing it, which is an interesting concept, but uh, quite common. First of all, we'll get to Donna in Toronto. Good evening, Donna. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. I have, yes. Uh, I've worked for a company for 26 years, and it's been a kind of a roller coaster the last couple of years. We're going to close. We're not going to close. We're, he's going to sell it. He's not going to sell it. It's a small family-run business. And uh, nothing has been said. No, there's not been any notice or anything. He's never given us any notice. In the beginning, um, in May, he told us we were closing at the end of November. But now that doesn't seem to be going forward. Um, I don't know. If I if he offers two months severance for us, uh, working that long for him, and we accept that two months without signing anything, should we expect that maybe we could sue him after that, after the fact of that? Uh, Donna, why why would you even consider accepting you know a, a sixth or whatever it is uh, of what you're actually owed? Uh, absolutely not. And you, you shouldn't do that at all. Uh, after 25 years, what kind of position? What do you do there? I'm uh, a manager, one of the managers. Okay. Uh, the only manager, and it's a kind of a small um, business, so we kind of do everything to be truthful. So you know you'd be looking in the upper end of, of what our ranges are. So anywhere from 20 to 24 months. Hey, Donna, so, so this is pretty straightforward. He certainly has a right to end the relationship, whether it's because he sold the business or he shut it down or for other reasons, but he has, he's got to have to pay you and your colleagues that are going to be impacted by this 
your full fair severance. For you, that's probably in that 20 to 24 month range. Mm -hmm. So if he, if he lets you go and he doesn't provide you that, he gives you two months or three months or 12 months, uh, that's completely inadequate. You should give me a call then. Let's talk about it. Let's look at it together. But I can assure you that there's no legal basis for you to get less than that. Uh, okay. So no, there's no reason to accept less. Could I ask you just one more question? Of course. How long does it normally take if I if you do sue someone? Because he's he he's like he's kind of slippery, not slippery, but you know he kind of gets he has very good luck at getting out of situations like this that the, he would and just put it off and put it off and put it off. I, I agree, but that's the beauty of, of starting legal action. He can't put it off. Uh, it, it's we have all the power, all the leverage. But to answer your specific question. Anywhere from two weeks to three and a half months is the average. Okay. Oh. So, oh, okay. so, and, and your very important question because a lot of people think, well, if I'm going to be fighting this for the next two years, do I want to do that? Do right. I need to do that? And mm -hmm. I, I, I understand completely. And that's the beauty about employment law cases. Unlike other cases, that's just not true for employment law cases. They resolve quickly. So, on average, we're talking about uh, at the end of the day, a few weeks to maybe three months. Uh, so there's no reason not to call me, Donna. Uh, look forward to speaking to you if and when the time comes. Just don't sign anything, Don, until you do. 416-216-5900 is the number to get a hold of Lior directly. Got uh, Sandra in Hamilton. Good evening, Sandra. Good evening. How are you? Good. What's happening? Um, well, um, actually, first-time listener, long-time caller for AM640. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um. Here's my problem. If you're a temp, uh, and I'm a temp, um, you've got absolutely no rights. So you work at, say, the candy factory, and you show up every day, every day, every day, and then uh, they say, well, we don't need you tomorrow. What, like, what rights does a temp hmm. have? And don't some of the, I think there should be new legislation about temporary uh, workers, you know, I, I, I'm just frustrated. Sorry. I understand. Now, are, are you talking about a situation where one would work, you know, for an extended period of time, you know, or are you talking about, you know, a week here, a week there? No, I'm talking about somebody who I know personally yeah, yeah. who worked for two years as a temp so, and then was given a letter. Right. And it was Thank you very much. You've been very supportive, and we appreciate your help, and we hope you're going to continue to give us your good service. And then that's it. And then he didn't get another shift. Yeah, and, and I, I, that's what I thought you were referring to, someone working for an extended period of time. So this is a very important question, Sandra. So thank you for calling. Here's, here's the answer. The answer I'm gonna, is... I'm going to uh, listen to you on the air, okay? Sure. Yep, sure, no worries. Okay. Thank you. The answer to, to, to Sandra's question is that after two years, this person is an employee like any other. Right. It doesn't matter if he's called a temp. It doesn't matter, you know, what if he was called a butterfly? It doesn't change what he actually is. In the sense that if he's an employee, he's an employee. If he goes to work every day for two years, he is an employee. And if that employment has ended, he gets severance the same as anyone else. Now, if it's one of those casual jobs, we give you a shift here, a shift there. Uh, maybe we don't give you any shifts for three weeks. Then we give you a shift for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. That's what a temp employee is. We kind of get, get you in when we need you. If you have a job for two years, you're not a temp. It doesn't matter if you call yourself a temp or if someone else calls you a temp. So your friend, Sandra, is an employee. So if after two years he no longer is employed, he gets severance. How much? Depends on the position that he has and his age as well. It could be anywhere from three months to six months pay that he's owed. Again, three to six months. Right. 
So he should give me a call, and anyone in that situation should give me a call as well. 416-216-5900 is the number for Lior directly. And to get on the air here, we'd love to hear from you up until around 8 o'clock. It's 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, or in Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails, hopefully, a little later on as well. 725 on your Wednesday. We'll get right back to the phones. Bounce over to uh, Sarah in East York. Thanks for hanging in, Sarah. You have a question for Lior? Yes, I I've been with an employment lawyer for approximately 11 months, and I'm not really pleased with the progress that I've received. Is it too late for me to switch to another um, agent to assist me? So, you know, here's the question. It's ne- the answer. It's never too late. It's a question of whether that's practical and whether that's going to hurt your case. Now, what kind of a case is it? A wrongful dismissal case? It is. Yeah, and you know, the big problem is, I don't know anything about your case yet, of course, but the big problem is when you tell me you've been in this process for a year and you don't have to sh- anything to show for it, that's already a cause for concern because these cases should not take a year. And I'm talking about from start to finish, they really, really shouldn't. Uh, wh- why are you unhappy with the lawyer specifically? Um, well, originally it was with the employer with their delay in responding to our information right. that we were submitting. And further to that, um, there was a lag because of summer and vacation time or unavailability and competing priorities, I'm assuming. And now it's been a long delay. It's like sometimes two to three weeks before I get return correspondence. And what's happened and I, on the matter so far? Have you uh, had a settlement discussions? Have you attended a discovery, a, a pretrial conference? Uh, none of that. Just, wow. Uh, sub- I just submitted affidavits about two months ago, okay. about seven weeks ago, and I still haven't heard anything back. Is there a, something scheduled, some sort of a court date? No, and that's what's concerning okay. me. Like, I thought it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know Sarah, as I was saying, sorry, to, to an earlier caller, these matters should not take longer than three months. So I have big concerns about this taking so long. Here, here's what I can do. Again, I don't know anything about your matter. Maybe yours is overly complicated. Maybe there's a reason. I really can't say. The best thing I could do for you, if you'd like me to, uh, is I can find out more about your matter, talk to you about off-air, look at some of the documents, and give you my honest opinion uh, okay. as to whether the matter has been handled appropriately, in my view, or if not. Uh, and then we can discuss whether it makes sense. Depending on what your agreement with the lawyer is, it may make sense, it may not make sense to to change lawyers. But I, I'd like to find out first about the case, the complexity of it, so I can tell you at least, here's what I would do to resolve your case. So give me a call. Sarah, that number, 416-216-5900. Get to uh, Bill in Bowmanville. Good evening, Bill. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um so I hear sometimes when you're when people ask a question about how much severance they're entitled. Right. Um, severance pay is you're entitled to it over five years of employment, and also, is it true that the company's payroll must be over? I think it's two point six million. So I love this question, Bill. We we addressed yeah. it before on the show because both of those things are actually completely wrong. It's not just for people that have worked for more than five years and the two and a half million dollars. Every employee is entitled to severance. Now, what what is this? five-year, two-and-a-half million rule, that applies to a person's minimum entitlements. Your minimum entitlements may be different depending on the length of your employment, but your full entitlements are not going to be affected. So you can get severance even if you work for a month. Uh, so, so that's not true at all. In fact, many people that have only worked for a few months get a few months severance. You right. may have worked for six months and get four, five, six months severance. 
So that's not true at all, Bill. So if you, you or any of our listeners lost your job, even if you worked for a year or less than that, and even if you work for a tiny company, you're entitled to severance. So there's forget about that $2.5 million rule. Forget about the whole five years. That only applies with respect to your minimum entitlements. It's irrelevant with respect to your full entitlements. We get that all the time. All the time. It's amazing what people learn when they're, uh, they're out there. Got uh, Ramsey in Barry. Good evening, Ramsey. Hey, John. How are you guys? Good, pal. What's going on? Okay, well, a couple of quick questions. Uh, last year, uh, well, I, I, I'm a licensed carpenter by trade, so right. I've been working in construction forever. And uh, last year, I was employed with one of the big insurance restoration companies. It was a really, really good job. Uh, I was getting paid really good money. I was there for about eight, nine months. And uh, there was another employee that worked there uh, that did the scheduling. And uh, what they do is they they hand over a project, and you kind of manage that project well. They were having issues with one of their projects, so they were going to hand me that project. So the morning that this happened, the scheduling girl was in a bad mood or whatever, and she almost made it sound like it was my fault that that job had fallen behind, but it's because they hadn't addressed it properly. So she kind of started talking down to me and raising her voice, and I was just so fed up with her, I told her to pretty well shut up and that I didn't need her to tell me how to do my job. Well, no word of a lie, a few hours later, my boss was on vacation, but I got a call from the regional manager who happened to be a woman, and uh, she's saying to me on the phone, oh, what did you do? All the girls in the office are crying, this and that, and... It was all lies. None of that even ever happened. So let, let me no guess, Ramsey, they, they, they let you go and they haven't paid you any then? No, no. Well, they, get, they ended up giving me two weeks' pay. Right. But they pretty well let me go for no, for no apparent reason. So here's the thing, uh, Ramsey. Ultimately, they are allowed to let you go even if you did nothing wrong as long as they pay you what you're owed. Now, in your situation, it's a question of whether or not they had cause because if they have what we call cause, they actually don't have to pay you anything. They would only have cause if you did something very bad, if what you did was something that made it impossible to continue employing you. Now, I don't know all the details of what happened. If it's just one outburst when you told someone to shut up, uh, that that wouldn't be cause. Uh, this is a one incident. So yeah, that means they owe, they'd owe you more than two weeks' pay, potentially a couple of months' pay they owe you. On the other yeah, hand, yeah. if you were, uh, you know, throwing profanities and threatening her and, uh, no, you know. No, nothing like that. No, okay. I just told her I didn't need to hear her opinion, whatever, and she took it to heart, I guess. So and, you, you uh, potentially, after I think you said eight to nine months, could be owed two, three months of compensation, Ramsey. My best advice, give me a call because it doesn't sound like it was cause. Again, you may have done something you shouldn't have done, but you actually may be owed more compensation. And remember, John, the rule, just because you work in construction does right. not mean you don't get severance. In fact, you get the same amount of severance as those that are not in construction. Have I ever told you to shut up? Uh, yeah, daily. In two years. Wow, I didn't think I had. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior's number, by the way, is 416-216-5900. More of your phone calls coming up.
on the Employment Hour. 7.36 on the Employment Hour. All right, over the phones we go. Thanks for uh, hanging in there, Pete. you have a uh, question for Lior? Go ahead. Oh, right on. Thank you. Johnny, you rock. Johnny Schools, man, you rock. Thanks, Bentley. Lior, I, I told my girlfriend about you. She's in a situation, too, and then your okay. office is handling a claim for her. Okay, good. Um, I, I love you guys. Listen, um, here's my situation. Uh, I lost my daughter uh, four and a half years ago, and then I was on LTD. I tried to work for six months. I was on LTD from November of 2013 until November. Of, oh, sorry, uh, it got canceled in 2013. Um, so uh, I was suffering from extreme mental illness. Uh, I can't. I can't deny that. Uh, what, what happened was, was after I got cut off of my LTD benefits, including my drug benefits, my employer, uh, I was in the insurance uh, industry, I was a claims handler, and a very professional company, very, very kind, and, and they, I didn't even have benefits for my daughter's funeral, and they stepped up, paid ten grand for me, because I was well-respected in the company, and I have total loyalty towards the company, I love them, I didn't want to take advantage of them, and they called me, after I, I lost my benefits, and they called me in January, and they said, listen, uh, we, we don't want to see you, Peter, without benefits. Uh, should we be paying for you? And to me, the long-term disability insurer, which I will not name, uh, to me it was their responsibility uh, to pay my benefits. And if they want to cut me off, then I was going to say, you know what, you guys are already so kind to me. You've, always, you've done so much for me. I said, no, I don't want you to continue paying out of your pocket for me. It's the long-term uh, disability insurer's responsibility. And then they said to me, they said, well, do you ever see yourself coming back to work, Pete? And I said, no, I, 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 I could never, ever see at that time in my life, and even till this day, I said, no, I could never take on that position of responsibility again. I could right. never handle that pressure again. And so I, they said, okay. And then they, so I said, well, I, 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 I guess I quit. Now, I realize that I resigned. I'm not denying Okay. I resigned over the telephone. I said, yeah, I, I don't think I'm ever going to come back. Now, I wasn't thinking soundly. I wasn't mentally capable to even make that decision. Now, still within the two-year limitation with respect to when I resigned, now, because I was mentally deficient at the time of my acknowledgement that I was not coming back to work, most likely, and then they sent me a letter acknowledging my resignation, and it's done. Now... Am I done? Or yeah, do I unfortunately, Pete, you are simply because I understand you may not have been in your right mind, etc. But from their perspective, you know, you know, almost two years ago, you told them uh, you you resigned. They sent you a letter for two years. You didn't say anything about it. You didn't say, "Shucks, guys, I just realized that I, I didn't mean to do that." So, as a, because of that, Pete, unfortunately, there's nothing you are going to be able to do right now. The law would consider you to have resigned. The law is not going to impose obligations right. on your employer after all this time. So, in a very difficult situation, I, I really do feel for you. But from a legal standpoint, I, I really just don't see anything you can do. Paul, we'll get to you uh, this evening as well in the employment hour. Go ahead. Uh, yes, uh, thank you both for listening. And. Um, what my situation is, I was working for a company for 13 years, and I worked my way up the ladder, getting outside sales, that sort of thing. Um, when I was dismissed, they, uh, uh, which was almost two years to the day, which is the 29th of November, um, they and I know what you were saying about signing offers and agreements, but uh, there was a paper that they gave me, and yeah. made me an offer to go. They said, uh, you have five days to choose from or choose when you do that. 
Um, I was under duress. I wasn't expecting this whatsoever. What What did uh, they offer you, Paul? Uh, they offered me a package. I believe it was around, you know, up and around twenty thousand. In terms of weeks or months, how much was it? How many weeks or months? Uh, pay? I believe it was only about. Five. Actually, I had it assessed by the government. The government usually figures it out, and it was uh, four four to five months' pay, I believe. Okay. So the reality is, Paul, that you obviously would have been owed a lot more than that, potentially a year's pay or more. That said, right. if you signed off on the document, there's probably not going to be much we can do. And you say duress, I completely understand why. You lost your job, you're not expecting. But if they're mm-hmm. giving you five days to consider it, the law is going to you know, put, put the, the blame, so to speak, the onus on you. If they said you have to sign this now or else, that would be different. Mm-hmm. But if you have five days... You know, the law says you, you could consider it, kind of calm down, make a call, speak with the lawyer, etc. So there's probably not going to be anything you can do about that in this situation. And it is unfortunate. And the lesson here for, for you, for all our listeners, you don't want to be in a situation where you accept four months instead of 12 months because you don't know any better. Make the call. Get legal advice if you lose your job. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll take a quick break. Lior's number, the one you just mentioned, 416-216-5900. Write that down. Keep it in your wallet at all times. More of the Employment Hour coming up. Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Jam phone lines. We'll get to as many as we can. Lior, you're our popular guy. Extremely popular tonight. Wow, not, that's good. I like it. Yeah, where do you go home? Uh, Thomas in Toronto. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Hi there. Uh, just wanted to. I, I was just wondering. Um, I was I was dismissed for cause. Now, um, if I'm during my tenure, I was there for six years, nine months. Now, during my tenure, I was really bullied and harassed by the um, by the upper upper management. And um, at the time of my dismissal, in the meeting. He says to me, he makes a comment kind of bordering on religious, you know, religious discrimination. Um, now, the fact that I have cause, the fact that they have cause, how does that play out in terms of what, I, what I'm alleging versus... Why were you let go, Thomas? Pardon me? Why were you let go? Why? Uh, dishonesty. And do you agree with it? Is it true? Um, it, it is, yes. Now, again, depends on, not every dishonesty is caused. So if you say, uh, I was late today because I have a doctor's appointment and that's not true, that's dishonesty, but on its own, it's probably not caused. But if you did something that's bad enough to be caused, again, I, I don't know what that is, and then ultimately the, the harassment, you can't do anything about unless it's discriminatory harassment. If you're harassed because of your religion or your ethnicity or your sex or disability, that could be a human rights violation, which you could pursue. If you're harassed because your boss is a jerk and a terrible person, that's not a human rights violation, and you may not be able to do anything. What I'd be very interested to know, and we need to talk off air because we need to get a few calls, is why actually you were let go. What was the dishonesty? So my best advice, Thomas, give me a call off air. Let me find out more about why you were let go, because it actually may not be cause, and you may be owed severance. 416-216-5900 is that number. I got uh, Steve in Oshawa. Hi, Stevie. Good evening, Carlos. How are you? Good, pal. What's going on? Uh, I work in the uh, trucking industry. I drive a truck, obviously, and um, I've, I'm just a little curious because we are federal, federally regulated, unlike a lot of the other people calling in, and so I was uh, uh, let go without cause after uh, 11 years. So, of course, my question is what type of severance um, 
would I be entitled to, and does the fact that the company was withholding my record of employment, therefore uh, mucking up my uh, employment insurance and delaying it and, and and so on, does that factor into anything as to um, you know when when uh, when I come to an agreement? So first of all, Steve, good question. The fact that you're federally regulated does not change your full severance entitlements. It will be the same whether you're federal or provincial. Our common law system governs, and, and it's the same. So after 11 years, uh, first of all, uh, your truck driver, how old are you, Steve? I'm 42. So you'd be looking in your situation about eight, nine months of compensation is what you'd be owed. Uh, so that's what the law would provide for you. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're, they're not giving you the record of employment does not change your legal entitlements. You need to deal with that. Potentially, we could threaten them with any losses that you incur, that you'll, you'll hold them responsible. It doesn't really impact severance. So mm-hmm. have you been provided? the? What, what did they offer you severance-wise? Um, nothing yet. They're, um, um, I'm, I am with a union, and they're, ah. they're talking. But the problem I have is, uh, is, is my so, union is really, they're, unfortunately, they're kind of low-balling me, and I'm telling them, I said, I was wrongfully dismissed, and according to my unofficial uh, calculation, I'm owed a year, and my, my representatives say, well, Steve, you're not going to get a year. And I say, well, then let's go the distance, because I'm not going to settle for something when they simply wrongfully dismiss Steve, uh, and, uh, the bad news is you're not going to get a year. Because you're part of a union, your entitlements are going to be a lot less than otherwise. So unfortunately, you kind of live and die by the union. You're probably, as a union member, not even going to get the eight to nine months. I told you, you could be as little as eight weeks pay, unfortunately. It's the problem of being part of a union. And nothing you can do nothing as an outside do. lawyer, right? No, no yeah. nothing you could do. Get to uh, Nancy in Toronto. Good evening, Nancy. Hi there. How are Hi. you tonight? Good. What's up? Great. Um, so I work in the uh, technology R&D space, and about uh, two years ago, I started working at a big company, and um, funny enough, my husband is also working in the same space as I do, and he has his own company. So when I was hired, uh, I first told my manager, I said, you know, there might be a possible conflict of interest or something because I do work on the innovation side of things and he said oh don't worry about it just keep it hush hush between you and I I don't look at him as a competition etc etc and uh, kind of just push it under the rug well as time was going by I was starting to notice that uh, you know uh, some of the same people we were talking to and it was getting a little bit sketchy so I decided that I wanted to disclose it officially at my work. To your employer, yeah. Yes. So um, my manager still would not do that for me after two years. I tried for another year and a bit. So I went to the ombudsman, and they uh, told me the way that I could do it. They sent me a conflict of interest uh, form. And uh, about a month later, I got a meeting with uh, the head of HR, and she said, uh, you know, how long has this been going on for? And I said, well, about two years. And uh, long story short, because uh, there's IP involved and stuff like that, they thought the best thing would be for me to leave the company. And, and did so they pay you severance? They did, but um, I, I, it was kind of in the form of I was on payroll for six months. Yeah, and how long did you work there for, Nancy? Uh, uh, two years. So, so they paid you for six months? Mm-hmm. 
So that's probably in line with what your entitlements would have been after two years. So remember, they have a right to let you go as long as they pay you proper severance. And after two years, if they paid you six months, unless you were in the, you know, one of the most senior people in the company, six months would probably be appropriate for you. So that, that would be within the range. So you, you probably were not wrongfully dismissed in this situation. Okay. Even if uh, I had tried to tell my manager and he was kind of negligent yeah. in that fact. And, and simply because the rule being they're allowed to let you go, you know, because it's Wednesday and they want to as long as they pay proper severance. If they tried to let you go without severance for cause, that would be a wrongful dismissal. So six months for you is appropriate. More of your calls coming up. Hang on the line, guys. We'll get to you. In the meantime, we'll take a, a short break. you got to get a hold of Lior anytime easy. 416-216-5900. That's his personal number, by the way. And Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640. Yeah, we got a few minutes left here. We'll get to as many as we can. Ross in Brampton, quickly, what's going on? Hey, can you hear me all right? We sure can. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. How are you? Okay. What are you, uh, What's going on? Well, uh, back in March of 2011, I made an agreement with somebody who is based in Vancouver. We met at the Canadian International Auto Show, and I agreed to do some freelance writing for him. Okay. Um, so I did some writing, and we agreed that I would be paid monthly invoices for my work. Anyway, this person paid me maybe once or twice, uh, and I decided after, and I started in March 2011, I decided in about summer of 2012, look, you're not paying me. I, I can't keep doing this. And um Long story short, he owes me still like $8,400, and I stopped working with this person in March of 2012. Again, it's, it's freelance work, but I don't know how to get a hold of this person. He won't reply to my emails. He won't pay me the money I'm owed. And well, I, Ross, I, I, have, I, have, I have bad news. You know, I, I wouldn't bother simply because you're out of time. The limitation period of two years has expired. So, yeah, he owed you the money clearly, and you could have done something about it. You could have pursued it. But because more than two years have elapsed since he owed you the money, there's not much that you can do about it. It's bad news. Remember, that two-year limitation yes. period applies to almost everything. Got uh, Dave in Oakville. Good evening, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Good, pal. What's going on? You got a question for me? Yes. Um, I worked for a company for six years, and he was bringing back an ex-employee after firing him twice. And I might have said something a month prior to him giving me six weeks working notice and if I didn't fulfill the six weeks it would be considered me quitting right but he gave me a letter telling me that I had to get my belongings out which I used for my job within the six weeks so I did the next day because it was within six weeks um so basically I got nothing just so did you work the six weeks no I didn't because he told me to get my belongings out within the six weeks which those belongings are used for part of my job. Okay. I, I, I take it what he meant is before the end of the six weeks. So here's the thing. I mean, we, uh, if you get working notice, uh, that's effective notice of termination. If you, uh, if you leave before then, before the working notice ends, then you're resigned. Uh, if you stay till the end, you actually may be owed severance at the end of it. Uh, but in this case, if he gives you six weeks notice, I understand that maybe it was a misunderstanding, but it probably meant that as long you need to pick it up by the time the six weeks are up. Uh, so you probably, in the eyes of the law, have resigned, unfortunately, uh, Dave. I mean, I'd like to see the, the the letter he gave you that talks about the six weeks. Maybe it's very unclear. Maybe it was easy to kind of be confused about what it meant. In this case, yeah, you may still be owed compensation. But I'm not feeling overly optimistic right now. But it's still probably worth giving me a call, sending me a copy of the letter, and I'll be able to tell you exactly. Dave, that is 416-216-5900 for the phone number. And the letter can be emailed at Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Finally, Peter, how are you? I have a question for Lior. Go ahead. Yeah, just a quick question. I'm sort of from the old school. You know, I'm finding there's 
you know, what, what's wrong with just not liking uh, the staff that you have working for you and sort of saying, you know, there's the door. I mean, and what I'm in respect to is the lack of respect that they have, you know, um, you know, whether they're, 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 they're coming in smelling like alcohol or cigarettes, uh, you know, Peter, Peter you, you, can let, not to... you can let anyone go. You can certainly let someone go if you don't like them. It's a, you can let them go because it's Wednesday at 8 o'clock. And they got a red shirt on. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But you, you, right. So you, I can say you have a red shirt on, it's Wednesday. I don't, I mean, hypothetically talking sure. here. I just find it to be, from what I'm listening from, it's extremely difficult to let somebody go today. No, no, but remember, the fact that I said you can let somebody go doesn't mean you can let them go without paying them. You have to pay them their severance. But you can let them go for any reason as long as the reason is not discriminatory. So, yes, yeah, so you may have an employee and say, you know what, Bob, I just decided I don't like you anymore. You're out of here. You absolutely can do that today in, in, in three minutes. But you may, you're going to have to pay Bob the severance that he's owed because that's, that's not price. cause. And, and, you know, it is what it is. That's what the law is here. You can let someone go. You have to pay severance. And to figure that out, we bring to our last point, that would be the severance pay calculator for the night, right? That's right. So if you want to let Bob go and you want to know how much you owe Bob, or if Bob, you want to know how much severance you're owed, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You find out exactly how much severance you're owed. It's free. It's easy. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and it's going to tell you how many weeks or months pay you're owed. Anyone can use it. 300,000 people have used it in the last two and a half years. So go to severancepaycalculator.com. You can do that right now. Bang up job again, my friend. We're going to take it for uh, this week. We will return, of course, Sunday afternoon here on AM640 and the next Wednesday as well. In the meantime, 416-216-5900 is Lior's number and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. This has been the Employment Hour. Once again on Talk Radio AM640.